Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. This is the Game by Show podcast. Tonight is uh, it's the uh, Eve, February Eve Eve. Uh, it's January the 30th, 2019. My name is LeGrand Jolly. Joined with me tonight, Dale Jones and Jeremy Lamont. Hello, fellers. What's up? Hi. A happy thing before the... Ah, never mind. I'm not doing that joke anymore. No, you should do it again. The thing before the thing, may it be... We potentially have new listeners today. That's true. Uh, you know what? All my old jokes can be new again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, do you know what the dentist's favorite time of day is? What? 2.30. I've never heard you tell a joke before. You should start sometime. Dale Jones. <laughs> Man, sick burns up in here uh, at the Game by Show podcast. Guys. It's, except that's the same old burn, but it's new again. Uh, I've got an announcement to make. Oh my gosh, do it. I have purchased Battlefield 5 for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> Dude. Well, so you can play it on two two places at once? At the same time. Uh, Well, it was on sale. <laughs> it was only $30. And I had a cousin who I've been talking to, and he's one of my best friends growing up. And he now lives in another state, so we don't see each other very often. Uh-huh. Oh, so you uh, gave it to him. And so, so we were talking the other day, and he plays Fortnite on PlayStation, which I, you know, I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, you know, he asked me one time, he's like, hey, you want to play Fortnite? I'm like, dude, you can play with my 11 year old, but no, I don't play Fortnite. And then he was talking, I was talking to him today, and he, and he's like, I play Battlefield, I play Battlefield, and I'm like, my man, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I, I, like, I can, I, I, I can buy that, <laughs> so. So in an effort to reconnect with uh, uh, cousin friends, I have purchased Battlefield Five and am currently downloading. Well, what do you think of it? That's not what I want to talk about today. I'm just making an announcement. D- don't, don't, don't you put that evil on He's me. Done. This is not my one game, Dale. <laughs> Too late. This was my one game last We've week done as it. well, if you recall. <laughs> but you have a game to talk about. The thing is that, I mean, how do you? How, are you happy about? I mean, I know we're not talking about this, but are you happy about doing that? Like. No, I absolutely not. Okay, all right. I just, you sounded pretty gleeful. So, so I, this is more of a confession than a. It's yeah, it's more of a confession. But I am, I am happy. It will be fun to hang out with, uh, with my cousin online because I have never played a game with him since like Nintendo era or Super Nintendo era. You know, we used to play all the time when we were kids. We'd hang out and play video games. If if this is a confession, then I think you need to say what like five QQs and like seventy. Good game, bros. <laughs> and what else uh, would you do? Ten bro fists. Yeah, yeah. So seven sounds good. Get goods. Uh, and uh, fourteen sixty nine four twenties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sick. Good. That's so that. sick. You're sick. No, you're sick. <laughs> well, guys, tonight's the Wednesday show. Uh, I know I just took up all of the intro time, but does anyone else have anything they want to say? I don't. Any confessions? What can we say after that? Now, I. Jeez. There's not not a whole lot. I own two copies of Battlefield Five now. That's pretty good. You know, at least it was on sale, though, right? I wouldn't have bought it had it not had it been full price. Yeah, $30 seemed like, okay, I can get into this with my cousin. My boy will also enjoy playing Battlefield I'll spend $30 for no good reason. $60. (laughs) You know, my my son will play Battlefield 5. He played Battlefield 1 uh, online quite a bit. He beat the single-player campaign. He will play Battlefield 5 as well, so it's not going to be just for me. I imagine I'll play, like, once or twice with my cousin, and then I'll never talk to him again. That's cool. I mean, I, I, we've all we've all double dipped. We've all double dipped on on games before, right? I mean, yeah. The problem the problem is this. Let me tell you what the problem is. The problem is I'm I'm gonna know all the maps, but I'm gonna suck at controlling and aiming and shooting. Oh, yeah. Like 
I'm gonna like know all the good places to hide, but I'm not gonna be able to kill anyone. That's like uh, that's like in Rocky Four when he's like hauling logs up the snowy hill and stuff. Like it it it's like uh, it's like uh, Gohan training in the in the temporal time chamber or whatever. It's like, like in Remo Williams where they <laughs> t- he turned the lights off and he was like jumping around in the dark on those like balance beams. Let's have a Rotten Tomatoes challenge. One year from now, am I playing first person shooters on consoles more than PC? Uh, I th- I suspect you'll play it on console like twice. You play you paid fifteen dollars a session <laughs> to play with your friend. Uh, That's probably about right. You know, maybe it's worth it. Maybe That's okay, and I'm not judging you. I'm just I pit- I'm pitying you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that's you good know. though. Do what you love. Thanks for the pity. I Do what you it. love. Thanks for the pity. <laughs> it, it was more. It was more like you know. There's also probably a side of it where it was like I'm gonna buy this just because he said. Well, I guess you know you can go play on the PC. I told him I like I play on PC because I'm not a you know. I, I don't you, play you know what though? I've been there. Console though. first person shooters, and he's like he's like oh maybe you should just go buy Battlefield Five on the on the console. We can play oh, later. He and I'm like, baited you. Into I'm like it. oh yeah, you're daring me to just Watch go buy this. the game. I'm just okay. gonna do it. Like uh huh. And so I sent him. I actually sent him a video message and. I'm like, here, here it is. I'm downloading it right now. What now? I can't believe this. So anyway, but you know I've been there. I, I paid twenty <laughs> bucks to change servers on Final Fantasy fourteen to play with somebody, and then like oh, never wow. played with him once. So. Who was that? Uh, I wasn't you, but but you ditched me too. Was so. it Dale? No, it was, <laughs> it was someone, someone unrelated. Because oh, we it, did yeah. play that together. Was awesome. A yeah, few times did. at least. A couple times. Yeah, it was good. We should do it again. Mm. Hey, it's uh, it's about eight minutes into I, this I, thing. I, I should... pity the fool that, that does that. We should start talking about yeah. what we played this week. Okay, I, I, got, I got something. All right, what do you got? Battlefield. Shut <laughs> up. All right. Shut up. You're ejected. <laughs> I've played. I've played a game uh, courtesy of Origin Access Premiere. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna promote. Uh, Origin Access Premiere anymore. Um, don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, I really think it's a good service. I think it's well worth a hundred dollars a year. Uh, I mean, if I get Battlefield and Anthem and I play them both and I like them, it's already paid for itself. But I've been playing another game, so I was scrolling through just the list of Origin Access games, and I came across a game called They Are Billions. Hmm. They are billions. Starring if rapper and actor Ice T. Yes, that's the one. Uh, if you are subscribed to this, actually, Soldier Boy. If you're subscribed to the, uh, <laughs> if you're subscribed to the uh, Twitch channel, the Game Boy Show Twitch channel, I actually streamed some. He did over the last couple, Whoa. and you had the cutest little, uh, little like strategic advisors. Dude, my daughter was so funny. She was. Uh, <laughs> I just started recording, and she just. Oh no! I, I, we were just playing together, and I, I, I just really wanted to play. And I'm like, hey, uh, girl, I want to spend time with you. Um, come, come play this game with me. Uh, you like you like zombies, right? And then we started playing, and then she like got way into yeah, it. she did. Just, no, just, Dad, our she was just being really funny, and so I, I stealth just started streaming, and I didn't tell her that she I was streaming because she knows she knows what streaming is, and I oh, uh, and then she would get like shy and not do it, but she didn't know she didn't know that I was doing right, it right, 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 right. Like at the very end, if I don't know if you heard, she's like, "You were streaming." I think she said that at the very very end when I was turning it off. Anyway, so I found this game. They are billions, and I guess this game is on uh, early access on uh, Steam. And I think everyone knows my mantra that I don't play early access games. Um, that's like that's like a code of a code of honor in the Jolly household. Is uh, <laughs> we don't we don't play early access games because you know they're not finished. Uh, I did not know that because I played it on Origin, and it's not in early access on Origin. It's just on origin no. uh so that is my that is uh, my excuse for having played an, a quote-unquote early access game okay uh, anyway all right they are billions is a strategy uh i want to say it's like a survival rts game where you are a colony of people and uh you're defending a base from 
zombies. And so you're mm. kind of dropped into a randomly generated map. Uh, you're given a command center type building and like five soldier units. Soldier units. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're given five soldier units and then you're basically tasked with, um, with uh, you know, building out a base and defending yourself from zombies. Uh, so the, the whole thing and the reason why it's called They Are Billions is because when you start the game, you basically choose, you can like set a level of difficulty and uh, you can set up like how many zombies there are and you can also set up how what your time frame is. And so um, you can set a timeline of like 80 days, 100 days or 120 days. And that's kind of like the difficulty setting, because once you hit that time period, uh, basically billions of zombies attack your base. And if you're not prepared to defend it by building it up over the course of time, uh, then you basically get ran over. And when, however your game ends, whether you win or lose, you're basically given a score based on how well you did. Um, and there's score multipliers that you can get based on the difficulty level that you play. And so in the game, there's an in-game timeline that's constantly counting uh, hours and days leading up to this basically end-game scenario hmm. where all of the zombies are sent to you at once um, to uh, kill you or not. And you're basically set to defend. So is it represented in waves? Is it like one mission that just like keeps going or, or how does, uh, I guess I'm not. Uh, yeah. So it's a single mission. Um, as far as I can tell it, I, I've only finished one. I've only gotten to that end state um, one time. And basically you get a message on your screen that says, oh my God, the zombies are attacking from all angles. They are billions. Like that's like the message you get. Nah. And basically they send everything at you and it is insane. Huh? Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. How many of these little zombies come at you? You have to make uh, sure you've had your your planning all uh, up in ship shape, right? Yeah. So that, that's basically the point of the game. So you start out, and like I said, you start out with like a command center, some soldiers, um, and then you're kind of managing a, a couple different types of resources. So there is a main uh, type of resource that is kind of um, it's kind of more like a passive resource, like you're not actively gathering it type of resource where you basically have power. You have uh, workers and you have um, energy. Uh, yeah, I said that. Energy workers and food. Sorry, <laughs> energy workers and food. Um, and basically, uh, you get and, and you have cash as well. Uh, no, cash is another type of resource. Anyway, you have food, workers, power. Um, and you get more workers by building housing. So you start out with tents. You can and you can eventually upgrade those to better housing. Um, and so as you build a house, for example, at the very beginning, you can build a house. And uh, that will generate you four workers. And then you basically can now build like a uh, lumber mill. And the lumber mill takes one worker to basically power. So do you do you have to control workers or is it just like a number of things you have? It's just a number of things. You control okay. your uh, units that like, attack. So eventually you end up building like a soldier. I think it's called a soldier center. <laughs> um, and that's... Uh, no. I think that's what it's called, but that's where you actually train your units to make your army, but you don't actually control the workers. And so once you drop like a, a lumber mill next to a forest, it'll automatically just start churning out lumber. Uh. Um, and then you're also dropping these, uh, they're kind of the equivalent of like a pylon in like Starcraft two uh, from the, uh, like the, the Protoss campaign mm -hmm. where basically it increases like your sphere of influence and you can only drop, um, you can only drop uh, buildings and different structures within that sphere of influence. These little, 
pylons that you kind of drop. Um, and so there's different things you can drop that'll earn you like, um, like for example, you need food. You need food to be able to build housing for people, right? And so you have to drop, uh, you can build farms, you can build fishing things around water, you can build hunting tents in like by forests, um, you can build farms in grassland and that'll generate lots of food for you. And when you have food, now you can spend wood and lumber to build housing to get more workers so that you can use those workers. Cause every building that you drop down requires the workers to run it. Right? right. So you're always building these workers. And so in the meantime, as you're controlling this food workers power thing, you're, you're building power plants and stuff like that. Um, and windmills and things like that. You're also gathering, um, like lumber, stone, steel, oil, uh, and gold are these other currencies that you're kind of gathering. And those are what's spent to kind of train up soldiers to build some of the more advanced building. There's a whole tech tree where you have to drop like a, a wood shop that allows you to learn technology to get like better housing for your people. So you can upgrade your buildings, hmm. allows you to learn how to build like ballistas, how to build like um, traps for the zombies to go in. Um, and so you're doing this over the course of, uh, you know, a hundred in game days, um, which is a, a, about three hours is what I kind of think it is. Um, and in the meantime, uh, the whole map is, you're in this little tiny piece of the map, but the whole map is covered in zombies. Um, and so whatever zombies you don't kill on the map, uh, get sent to you <laughs> along with the final wave. And so you're also trying to clear out the zombies, uh, find the choke points, build up defenses. Um, and then there's probably about 10 additional smaller waves that come at you uh, from a single direction uh, throughout the game. And those are kind of paced out in such a way that you should probably be able to handle them um, when they get sent at you. Uh -huh. uh, and, I, and I have never had a problem losing to one of those. Um, and then when the final wave hits, basically they send zombies up every single choke point uh, that you can see on the map. And if you're not defending it properly... Um, then they overrun you, which they did in my game. Spoiler alert. So in the game, I did is, play is it a lot. procedurally generated. Like, I, I mean, I guess if you've only completed one, but I mean, is it, is it like if every map is different? I've played, I've played probably 10 games, but, and every map is different. Huh. Um, I've only, I've only got to the actual end state. So that end, uh, Armageddon zombie attack, um, once that's only happened once. Uh -huh. And so there's a lot of different types of zombies as well. And they're actually all different. So there's like these little slow walking zombies. There's these running zombies and there's these different special types of units. So there's like a, a zombie that like spit acid at you and does some AOE damage to your soldiers. There's a big, like a big zombie, like a big brute zombie. And then there's a little zombie that runs and can jump over walls and attack you. Um, so you kind of have to be careful of that. But the cool part is, is every, all those different zombies all have different types of models. So the main horde is kind of made up of, of the of the slow shambling walking zombies and these little generic running zombies. Mm. But there's about four or five different models of these different smaller zombie types. And so when you get like a horde of these zombies, it looks pretty cool because there's like a lot of there's a lot of variation in like the way that the zombies look. So it makes the horde look pretty cool and it's pretty intense. Like. I'll have to send you guys a video because I was actually streaming when I um, finished my first game. And the thing is, is I, when I first started the game, I had no idea what I was doing. So I kind of just spent a lot of time just kind of figuring things out. And I got to this point in this game and then I went to work the next day and I tuned into some guy's stream who was like playing at the absolute highest difficulty level that you could. And I learned a lot and then I went home and I'm like, oh great, I am so screwed. Um in this map, I ended up finishing it out, but I didn't end up winning. Huh. But uh, that seems rough because it seems like you could get in a position where you're like, you know, pretty far into it and you're like, I just can't win. Well, here's the thing. So here's the crazy thing with this game. And this game has its hooks in me pretty bad right now. Like I, I think about it all the time and I want to just, so based on our topic from our last week's, our, our Sunday show, yeah. this is a game I'm thinking about constantly right now. Uh, the, the cool thing is, so the weird, the hard part is, so 
they're always sending little zombies at you. Zombies are kind of creeping in. They're walking towards your base. And at the beginning, they're kind of sending one or two. And so you kind of space your soldiers out. You can put them in patrol paths so they're kind of guarding points and, you know, um, just taking care of business and protecting right. your base. Um, if one of those assholes gets through your lines, um, here's the trick. So say I have a, a lumber mill built. A lumber mill takes uh, three workers to run, for example. Um, if that zombie comes in and starts attacking my lumber mill and kills it, those three workers that were in that lumber mill also turn into zombies who then move on oh, to the next man, structure. Oh, man, that is a snowball And so effect. basically, yeah, so early game, if one of those gets in past your lines and happens to kill one of your things, you're basically screwed. Yeah. So like, yeah. there's so many games where I've only lasted like maybe 10 days because I thought I was being super careful, and like one- but one got through yeah. and basically I mean just like in you know Walking Dead or whatever like you know one of those zombies gets through and right. basically and suddenly like the community's gone exactly it's the season season finale yeah so like there, there's a lot of um <laughs> there's a lot of on the stream where it's like um you know I I, I just get <laughs> I just lose because it's like so early but all of a sudden you like all of a sudden I'll get the little alert it's like oh you're your your structures are getting attacked. I'm like, oh no! And I pa- you can pause the game whenever you want to kind of consider what the, what's happening and plan out your buildings and and what you're going to do like as a strategy game. So you can always just pause the game. And so I pause the game immediately and then pan over to where it's flashing red on my mini map. And lo and behold, there's one zombie who's just <laughs> killed my farm. And now there's five zombies. And then the game's over. In yeah, like right. Two yep. minutes because it's just like you said, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. And if you don't have the infrastructure and the army in place to basically come back Snuff from it that, out, you're, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. And it's uh, it's pretty intense and it's pretty uh, it's pretty satisfying. And so now I'm kind of. I think I have things figured out, but still, I think I, when I, as soon as I have, think I have things figured out, I just miss one little hole and one little gap in my defenses, and then I think it's game over. So the game is uh, super awesome. It's a $30 game on uh, Steam. Uh, it's on Origin Access, so if you have that, man, I, I recommend everyone check this out. It's a really, really fun game. There's mm-hmm. a lot of strategy involved. The tech trees are really cool. Uh, it's got RTS controls. Um and it looks really cool and it's fun and it, like I like I said I played it I didn't think it was an early access game because it's very um, very complete as far as I can tell I know there's multiple different maps there's also like a map creator mode and there's some other mods you can do but it's a really good game so they are billions uh, developed by some somebody someone or other yeah it's awesome though I don't know who's developed by. I played it for seven hours in like two days. Though. Oh wow, that's, that's, Not that's bad. a lot for me who you know doesn't play a lot of games. Uh, other than Battlefield, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, Battlefield sorry. is sitting uh, right next to it in your library. So I, I have played like seventy hours of Battlefield. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear you. There's that. Uh, they are billions developed by Numantian Games. Numantic, yeah, that's right. Numantian. But yeah, I can go very quickly because I just want to comment a little bit on Warframe, which I picked up. Dude, uh, on the Switch? Yeah, yeah, I got the Switch version. Um, Decided to just, you know, finally kind of check this out just to sort of see what it was about. Been kind of curious about it for a little while. And um, it seems uh, very much like Destiny, basically. Um, But, uh, you know, with a different sort of aesthetic to it um and you know I, I was i was pretty impressed with the first probably like hour that i played uh just because it's it, you run around quickly and um it seems really well tuned to uh thumbsticks because your turn radius uh, at least at the default setting 
your or rather your um turning sensitivity is is decently high um and you run around quickly in the um the environments look nice and uh pretty pretty impressive graphically um you know especially on on the switch it like it looked like a really look real good um and the it's so it's it's played from a third person perspective sort of like over the shoulder um but it's as much of a sort of melee or you can attack you can use melee combat i guess maybe as much as you can ranged um mm-hmm. which Every, is kind you're of kind of like you're kind of like uh future ninjas yeah yeah exactly in fact it uses a lot of japanese terminology um for a lot of the stuff in the game, right? So your character is called a Tenno, which Tenno means emperor in Japanese. Um, what's funny is also that uh, this developer a long time ago, they did a game called um, Dark Sector, uh, in which the, you played a, a guy whose uh, the character's name was Hayden Tenno. And um, if you recall that game, Dark Sector, it has a lot in common aesthetically with Warframe. Yeah, yeah, so, like a lot of like uh, like bug carapace looking kind of armor and stuff. Yeah, a lot of bone sort of stuff, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think there's there are probably sort of like soft, um, like universal links to the between the two games or something. Interesting. Um, but uh, but no, you're you're right. Um, uh, because in the fact that you're playing like future ninja, right? And there's like. Because there's a lot of like really running around fast and then using um, like martial arts melee weapons in addition to the to the guns that you get. Uh, it seems like there, you know, how a lot of games have like key pillars. Like like one of the pillars of this would be, um, you know, shooting, uh, fast action. Uh, there's also mm-hmm. stealth in the game too. Because like you can sneak up behind a guy and like stealth assassinate him basically um, mm-hmm. if you want to do that. Which I thought was an interesting choice for like a, a shooter. What you would think is kind of like a loot shooter, right? Um, and and yes, loot is a large part of the game. Um, I can already tell that. Um, basically, anybody that's played Destiny will be familiar with what the, the loop of the game is here, uh, which is interesting because this game came out... I, did, I guess it didn't come out before Destiny did it, but it was definitely... Uh, or, you know what? They might have been it, right around the same time. Might have. I remember that it was very near the PS4 launch. Was the first time I had seen it, and I think it, but it was already on PC then. by then. It, yeah, it, you're yeah. Right. It had you're been right. out like maybe probably a year or more before. Um, before people, a, a lot of people kind of heard about it around PS4 launch, like you said. But I, I, I know it had been around a little while before that, even. Um, but what struck me was just the fact that like uh after your initial mission in which uh you know you're playing a guy who's like been um like in sort of like stasis or something in a pod for centuries right. or something and um but what happens is like you get awoken by i've i've already forgotten why <laughs> but there's like some some big bad is like leading some people in a in a a war of conquering something it's, to look it's very hard to resources. tell what's going on not only because they don't give you a lot of context but because a lot of the the verbiage and just the way that they describe stuff is is very i think when when i talked about this game it was like sort of like eastern european-ish like it was just like a little bit outside of the realm of familiar kinds of space yeah. terminology so yeah. it's, it's it's no context and the words are all weird, I guess. Yeah, and mix that with the sort of like in medias res, uh, you yeah. know, we're just dunking you in the deep ends yep. with storytelling. Yep. 
but but it, it really ultimately doesn't matter all that much. You can kind of just pick yeah, up true. what you need to. Um, uh, but but after you complete a mission or two, um, you basically find yourself on a on a ship. Uh, it's I guess it's actually your old ship from you know ages ago when you were last active or whatever. Um, but similar to Destiny, you can go to like a map of the solar system, and you can go. It shows you all the planets in the solar system and a bunch of like asteroid bodies, like Ceres and you know whatever else out there. And um, and then it, on each of the the planets and things, there are these missions that you go do. And I've only done a couple of them so far but from what i was gleaning from digging around the um, menu system it seems like there are about like four um pve like co-op pve types of missions and then there's like a further four um, pvp types of missions that you can go on uh-huh. and um i'm guessing that what they do is just kind of like do those a lot of ad nauseum but then mix in a bunch of um more scripted uh story type things on onto some of those uh because what i kept getting was like my handler somewhere like you know contacting me over skype basically and saying oh you, the place you need to go is uh, over there but uh, there's a there's some patrols in the way so yeah be careful fighting through it or like go around or just whatever right, right? which is um, sort of what destiny con- well actually destiny didn't even do that it would literally repackage the same missions so yeah i guess it, it at least has true. that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and you know i haven't played anywhere near enough to to know how, yeah, mu- how sure. much they do that uh, which and I they've be been talking surprised. about recently like spaceship themed levels you know and all kinds of things they've been adding well you know it seems cool and they have been they've been at this for a while right like at least five years the this game yeah, has been it's an older ongoing game. um and it seems I like i played it forever ago it seems it seems like they've found enough success to keep it going and and they could because they keep adding stuff to it i mean it's always having like a new season or you know whatever the the, the schedule or paradigm is that they've gone with it, but it's got a ton of stuff bolted onto it. I can tell that like looking through the options for the, so a Warframe is, is basically the, the type of suit that you're wearing and they each have different capabilities. Right. Uh, and when you begin, you're, you're given a choice of one of three um, uh, again, kind of like destiny, right? Except in right. Warframe, it seems like you can then go on and earn like a hundred more there's there's a bunch of them in there and they all have like different abilities and strengths and weaknesses it seems like and um you then also get um basically experience points per suit that you're wearing or per warframe and then also per weapon that you're using so uh i think basically you can kind of specialize if you really like you know your shotgun or whatever you can kind of um put points into that and then I guess make it more powerful. Probably, uh, it's it's a lot of stuff that you'll be familiar with if, you, if you've played video games for a while. But it, it seems right. well done. It seems <laughs> interesting, and uh, we're gonna play some more of it and see how it goes. It looks like it came out first in 2013. I played it in January of 2015, so okay. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember much. I'm sure it's changed quite a bit since then. So you're gonna you're gonna stick with it? I mean, it's uh, I'm assuming you play it on Switch for the same reason I did because like. It's on Switch. Um, yeah, I might as well, you know, I, I kind of want to play a little bit more of it at least just to kind of see, uh, because what's, what I'm kind of setting up here is the potential to like compare and contrast this with Destiny with Anthem. Uh, oh, yeah. Because they're all sort okay. of playing in the same, you know, wheelhouse there. Yeah. Uh, and, and then just sort of kind of, like I said, you know, uh, put them all head to head and figure out which is the best. Sure. I'll, I'll play with you. Cool. On Switch? We all got it on Switch. Sure. I mean, I, got it's a, free. I downloaded it on Switch. I have it installed on my 
Switch. You might as well. I haven't fired it up yet, but I got it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, third and final, then I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, talk about my game. So uh, mine has been 10 years in the making. Uh, this is a game that I had on my radar. Actually, Battlefield 2. Yeah, Battlefield <laughs> 2. Uh, <laughs> Minecraft, you guys. Minecraft. Uh, no. I, which, you know, we've never really talked about Minecraft on this show. I should. That's OK. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. for All that. right. So so this one has been in development for 10 years and it is uh, an old school adventure oh. game uh, called Mage's Initiation Reign of the Elements. Whoa. And um, it, that sounds made up. It, it's uh, it's not only is it not made up, but it's actually. Why couldn't they choose one title? Well, it's Mage's Initiation colon Reign of the Elements. Mage's Initiation. Yeah. Mage's Initiation Reign of the Elements. And actually today as of a recording, I believe is launch day. Uh, so um, this is a game that is in the vein of one of my favorite sort of formative and personal favorite game series of all time, which was an, an old Sierra franchise called quest for glory or it was originally known as hero's quest and it was sort of a hybrid point and click uh adventure game or at least originally it was a, a text parser actually uh adventure game slash rpg in that you would not only have you know the the dialogue and the inventory management and you know things of that sort but there was also your character would have actual stats that could be improved by, you know, fighting things or climbing on rocks or picking locks or whatever, you would actually have statistics kind of like um, if, if you ever played the old uh, the choose your own adventure that we had here in America called Lone Wolf, where you could actually, you know, have stats and things and get into fights and stuff like that. Anyway, so it's a hybrid of that. And uh, this is like an homage to that really to that specific series, honestly. Uh, there have been a few games over the years that have done s similar things. Quest for Infamy was one. Uh, There's one called uh, Heroine of Ragnarok, I think, something like that, that was on Steam. Uh, but this is all about magic users. So the old series, you could be a fighter or a thief or a magic user, and each character would sort of have their own pathways to solve different kinds of puzzles using their individual skills. Here, though, they've basically taken the idea of magic users and they've really expanded this out and to the point where um, you, you have different classes of magicians that are all based on elements, you know, the earth, wind, fire, water thing, and you can select your, you know, you can select your house in Hogwarts, so to speak. Uh, they, they give you like quizzes and they sort of figure it out for you, but ultimately you can, you can kind of decide where you want to end up. And then you can train up in that house or in that skill and gain both offensive spells and defensive spells and environment spells. And then you basically go on a, a sort of point and click adventure and you have, uh, you know, dialogue trees and, you know, mysteries to solve. And, uh, you know, there, there's a story about, you know, in order to go through your initiation, they give you these uh, tasks, these impossible tasks that you have to fulfill. And so the entire early part of the game is about, you, you know, that sort of thing, just coming into your wizardhood, I guess, so to speak. And, um, you know, learning spells that sort of fit your element. Um, all, all of the, the different schools of thought or the different schools of magic have their own uh, mentors and, you know, characters will actually have different dialogue for you depending on the class that you've chosen. So there's actually a lot of replayability here just from the sense of that of that class standpoint. Um, it also kind of improves on uh, some, some of the old ideas in terms of... Um, you know, there, there are areas where you can get into fights, so there's actual combat, and those are sort of these distinct areas uh, where, you know, you'll you'll use your offensive and defensive spells. Uh, there are areas that you can sort of tell are more, you know, puzzle-oriented, and, uh, and, and they let you kind of pick and choose 
how to approach those uh, you know those different elements. Um, there, everything is voiced, so all of the dialogue, uh, pretty much throughout the whole game, uh, has voice acting, which you know can be good or bad. There, a lot of the voice acting is really good. You'll run across, as you do in most games, some uh, you know some moments that are maybe a little little less fleshed out than others. Um, but the the world is very expansive. There are a lot of places to visit. A lot of things that actually harken back to some of those old games. You know, um, taverns that you can go into and. Um, you know, crossroads that look very familiar, walled cities that kind of are, are reminiscent of the first game in the Quest for Glory series, um, deserts, uh, you know, dense forests, things like that, lakes, um, and everything is handcrafted in terms of the, the art, uh, the um, animations, you know, all of the, the, not the paper dolls, but kind of the character portraits, all kind of, have, you know, everything is, is voice acted. In, in, fa in fact, I actually find myself going back to compare to some of the old games, um, and this, this sort of falls into maybe maybe like the King's Quest six, maybe late nineties era, uh, where, you know, you know, back in the day, like having a character sort of as he went into the background, like reduce in size, force perspective type stuff. I just find myself making comparisons to that. And it's a very, um, very loving homage to those kinds of games. And, um, it's not expensive. It's on, uh, Steam, how, how it's on GOG. Quality why like uh, the writing and stuff, like how, how do you think it stacks up? Uh, really decently. I mean, I think that the dialogue trees, it's, it's one of those things if you've ever played adventure games and they basically give you a list of topics and, you know, you might dynamically choose to go through different topics, maybe as the conversation strikes you. But most of the time I just find myself going from top to bottom and learning all of the stuff. Um, I haven't been skipping the dialogue. I've, I've actually, you know, been enjoying it, uh, you know, sufficiently. Um, and also there's a lot of clues in there, a lot of, uh, I don't know that there's a lot of way to get back on track if you haven't been paying attention to what you're doing either. I mean, like if you're not, you know, there are, um, there, in fact, there are a lot of sub menus and screens where you can look at things like your inventory and your stats and your, your quest log and, and things like that. But, um, I just find that in general, the point of this sort of game, and I know Dale, you have your particular opinions about adventure games but uh th this is the kind of thing where you know the game is really to interact with characters and to appreciate the little in jokes um little quips and things like that that uh, that come up but it's uh it's fairly well written um i think the thing that really pulls me out of it the most is when when a character has like a maybe not so hot voice actor i think sometimes we'll i'll be like well all right but is this um, developed um by a team here in the states or uh, Himalaya Studios is the name of the developer, and as far as I know, they're—I actually don't know. I don't know where they're based, to be honest with you. I, I want to say they're American, but I do not know actually for sure. Um, but they've—they've they've been in this particular genre of development for a long time. They did in the past um, the Quest for Glory Two remake, that was sort of a fan remake, or at least people from this team, you know, contributed to this. <laughs> uh, they had an old game called Al Mo and the Lost. Dutchman's Mine or something like that. So they've they've done sort of Sierra homage stuff for for quite a while, and I would say they've they've come into their craft um, really pretty well in terms of writing and everything. And and just in general, it's actually a really a really good package. And especially for people who are fans of that genre, people who played Sierra adventure games back in the day, uh, you will find this to be I think right up your alley. And it's different enough in terms of you know the magicians and, and the whole magic concept. Uh, but it's familiar enough in terms of all of the, the trappings of those older adventure games that uh, it, it just comes together and it works really well, I think. It works really well. So I'm excited to uh, continue playing that and get all the way uh, through it as far as I can. Um, but uh, yeah, check that out on um, 
Uh, I believe it's on GOG. It's on the Humble Store. How long store. is it, do you think? It seems pretty expansive. Uh, you know, and just in terms of the opening game, uh, they they lock you into the, the Mage's Tower for a little while there to kind of get your bearings. But it opens up pretty broadly, pretty quickly. And there's depth to it also. So when you get into, say, the, the town, you know, the Muggle town, as it were, the non-magical people, um, there are a lot of places to go, a lot of people to talk to. Um, even just looking at stuff, you know, I find when I go to a new screen, I will literally just do that thing where I just use the eyeball cursor on everything and uh, just kind of look around. So uh, th- there's a lot to explore in this game as well. Uh, just just a lot of a lot of content. And again, you know, a lot of dynamic stuff. You can go back and forth between combat and, and building up your skills versus pursuing the adventure. Um, and it's uh, like I said, it, it, it does all of those things, I, I think, pretty well. So I think it's uh, good for everybody. Uh, like I said, I think I want to it's under twenty dollars. I want to say it's 15 bucks. I I could be wrong about that. I think it might be I was on just a looking at it. It's uh it's on sale for thirteen forty nine. Yeah, so it's on a ten percent right off now. sale, I think. At Fifteen dollars normal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh so look for that on uh, platforms of your choice. Um we might stream it at some point. I think they are sort of preferring because it was a Kickstarter project. So this was a crowdfunded project from from back in the day. And because it's mostly story based, I think they're sort of asking people to, you know, maybe maybe consider giving it some time before you do a lot of streaming. Um, They specifically uh, didn't want that to happen before it came out, just to in fairness to their backers. Um, But uh, look into it. I mean, again, it's on the storefronts and I don't think there's necessarily a demo version or anything, but I think you can get a pretty good idea um, looking at the material that's out there. So once again, Mage's Initiation, Reign of the Elements, and uh, that was actually provided by the developers. So uh, thanks to Himalaya Studios for uh, for getting that over to us. Nice. Yeah. Um, Folks, I think that is going to do it for this episode of the Game Bite Show podcast. Uh, Lots of good games have come to pass, but uh, fear not, for we will be back in just a few days to talk to you about the news and the new releases and a special topic of discussion. If you would like to share with us the games that you've been playing, or if you have any comments about They Are Billions or Warframe or Adventure Games, Mage's Initiation, any of that stuff, let us know on social media. You can find us collectively at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at LeGrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. You can also find our fourth man, Jared Redeye Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Find Jared's work over at twitch.tv slash Show right alongside LeGrand Jolly. They've both been streaming a bunch this week. Uh, they are billions, and, uh, and uh, Jared and I played uh, a little bit of... Um, what was it we were playing? I am totally spacing out on it now, but uh, it's good. Not a very good game. <laughs> I promise it's good. It's good. Oh, no, we played um, uh, Rusted. Oh, man, what is it called? Uh, Alloy. Shoot, I can't think of it. Uh, the, the, the robot side scroller that kind of looks like uh, a behemoth game, and I can't think of it right at the moment. But uh, anyway, you can find that over at twitch.tv slash show or check our archive at youtube.com slash show or gamebyteshow.com where you can find our back catalog of podcasts, uh, links to our Discord server. Come join us there. Again, as always, uh, freebies are on the, on the offer there. We find those and bring those to you there on Discord as well as discussion and lots of fun things, just uh, things going on. We're trying to figure out a game club. We're sort of leaning toward maybe the division maybe before the sequel comes out we'll uh, yeah we'll have to we'll have to figure out what to do with that but uh, definitely come join us and uh, as I said we'll be back in just a few days with another podcast uh, to surprise amaze and delight you but until then this has been your game bite show podcast thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time see ya be seeing you laters
Thank you.